Martin Luther King Jr. said, faith is taking the first step even when you don't see the whole staircase. And today we're going to pray through some of these best love verses, one of which is specifically about faith, but all of them. All of them that we've had for the last eight episodes, by meditating on them, knowing them, and reminding yourself of their truths will build your faith. Welcome, I'm Michelle Berkey, and this is Praying Scripture, a weekday broadcast where we use God's own words to honor Him and to talk to Him about the things going on in our life and in our world. This is episode 202, and we are headed to our last set of best love verses. But before we do that, we are going to begin, as we always do, with a bit of worship. This is a little bit longer passage, and it is Mark 12, 41 through 44. It's going to start uh, right in and describe this setting, but the verses are talking about Jesus. So when you hear the passage, know that we're speaking about Jesus here. It says... Sitting across from the temple treasury, he watched how the crowd dropped money into the treasury. Many rich people were putting in large sums. And then a poor widow came and dropped in two tiny coins worth very little. Summoning his disciples, he said to them, Truly I tell you, this poor widow has put more into the treasury than all of the others, for they all gave out of their surplus. But she, out of her poverty, has put in everything that she had all she had to live on. All right, let's pray. It's a little bit different verse than we usually use for worship, but I I wanted to focus on not only is God deserving, but how we come to Him in worship this morning. So let's pray. Father, thank you for this opportunity to gather this morning. With all of the tech and all of the developments that allow this to happen, with everyone across the country and across the world who listens. I'm grateful for this opportunity. I'm grateful that we can gather together and pray even if we aren't in the same room together. This passage, which we often hear referred to as the widow's might, um, this small picture of a teaching moment that Jesus used for his disciples is a teaching moment for us too. And Spirit, I pray that you would open this and help us to worship through these words this morning. Jesus, you watched as people gave to you. All different kinds of people, wealthy and poor, all different walks of life, as they dropped their their offering into the treasury. And you saw that some gave huge amounts, large sums. And this widow came along and gave two small coins worth almost nothing. And in other places in scripture, you say that we tend to judge by appearances and you judge by the heart. And this is another example of that. And I I come today to worship you in this moment and recognize that you are honoring and deserving of our worship that comes from all we have, not just what's left over. You deserve all of it. You deserve our best. You are worthy of everything that we have. We, uh, we should come to you in a position of offering, not what's left over after we have given to other things, after we have paid our bills. You are worthy and deserving of all of it, of giving out of all that we have, all that we have to live on. And I'm not only talking about money here, but you are deserving of our time and our attention from all that we have. 
not just from what's left over. And I ask that as we go through our days and as we think about our schedules and our checkbooks, or I guess it's our debit cards and our uh, bank accounts now, and our talents and our commitments, that we approach you in the way that you deserve. And we declare you this morning deserving of all that we have. As we walk into this uh, rest of these verses this morning, I pray that you would guide our time together, that you would bring exactly the people who you want here, here, and speak to our hearts. I hope that you will find us listening and reverent and obedient this morning. Do not leave us unchanged from this encounter with you. In Jesus' name, amen. So this is our last installment of the Most Read Verses series. And if this is your first episode, these are according to Bible Gateway. These are the most read verses accessed through their app. Uh, app and their website. We have today numbers 37 through 41 on their list of the top 100. And they're all short passages today. I can fit them all on one of my screens, which is awesome. All right. Ephesians 2.10 is the first. And it says, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared ahead of time for us to do. One of my favorite verses. All right. Let's pray. Father, we are your workmanship. You crafted each one of us with purpose, with intention, and with perfection. You have made us each in Christ Jesus for specific good works that you have prepared for us to do. I ask that we would see ourselves through your eyes. Help us to see ourselves as beautiful, perfect creations. Later, I think maybe we have new creations. I think we end with a new creation verse. You have made us perfectly, perfectly designed for specific tasks. Help us to find those tasks. Help us to not leave anything undone that you have for us here. Help us to make sure that we are focusing on the things that you would have us focus on. There's so many distractions in this world, so many opportunities, so many good things to hold our attention. Help us to focus on the best things, even if that means weeding out some of the good things. Help us to walk through that process where we are uh, not only choosing rightly, but if that looks different than those around us, the choices that those around us makes, give us the courage to make those choices. Help us to walk through life with spiritual eyes, making spiritual choices. Sometimes that means slowing down and loving slowly. Sometimes that means letting go of things. Sometimes that means leaning into something that makes us uncomfortable. Whatever it looks like for each of us, speak that into our hearts and help us be obedient to that message. Help us also to value everyone else as perfectly created, as beautiful works of the hand of God, and treat each other accordingly no matter what our social status, no matter what our ethnicity, what our color, what our job, what our position in a company, uh, what, we, uh, what our accomplishments are or have been, help us to see each other through spiritual eyes looking at the heart and valuing each other the way that you value each of us as well. Amen. Okay. 
1 Corinthians 10.13 is the next one. It says, No temptation has come upon you except what is common to humanity. But God is faithful. He will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. But with the temptation, He will also provide a way out so that you may be able to bear it. All right, let's pray. Father, you do not say that we will be free of temptation. You simply tell us that you'll be with us and that you will help us resist temptation. You are faithful and you are always there, always providing, always um, making sure that we have what we need to be able to bear the temptation. It would be awfully (laughs) more to our liking and comfort, I think, if you would just say, oh, we'll get rid of all of it and make a way that is easy for you. But that's not what you say. You say that sometimes life here will be hard. There will be trials and they might be really, really difficult. Some of us have walked through some really awful situations. But you promise to be faithful. You promise to help us bear it. And so I ask if we are in the midst of one of those situations right now, that we would feel your presence, that we would see your help in our lives. And even if we don't see it, even if we feel like you are not there, help us to know that you are and know that you are working because your word says you are. Your word says you are faithful, no matter what our feelings are or no matter what our circumstances look like. Your truth says that you are faithful and that you are with us and that you will provide a way out so that we can bear it. Walk with us through those circumstances, through the devastation and through the pain. For those of us not going through that right now, help us remember those times when it felt like you weren't there, but you were. Help us to reach a hand out to others in a way that is... God and people honoring in a truly loving way. Give us loving words and right way and the right way to help people walk through their own pain. Sometimes the way that God makes us able to bear it is through other people. And I pray that if you have put us in any of those situations right now, that you would also guide and direct us, that we would be obedient and that we would be loving and listening. Help us to listen well and love with abandon and dedication. Amen. All right. Matthew 11, 28 um, sort of ties in with that last verse. It says, come to me, all of you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Father, help us learn what that means in our lives. Help us learn what come to me involves. I think that's different for each of us. Each of us stumble in different ways in approaching you in relationship. And I pray that you would help us to remove all those things that we fall over so that we can come to you consistently, authentically, uh, with humility and reverence. I pray that you that, that we would <laughs> we want to rush on to that end that, that you will give us rest because we are tired and we are burdened. And we find ourselves in that situation in small ways and in large ways throughout our whole lives. 
But I sense that there's a lot of weariness right now anyway, with all of the change that's happened over the last few years and all the stress that people are under, uh, mental health issues are at an all-time high. I just pray that we would turn to you instead of all of the other things that we try to medicate our way out of our weariness and burdens. And by saying that, I don't mean that we shouldn't take medication that is right for us at the right times. I'm just saying that we use a lot of other things to medicate in in air quotes. Uh, Whether that's too much alcohol, too much shopping, too much, um, there's a million different ways that we try to medicate ourselves out of weariness and burdens. And I pray that we would learn that the real way out is to come to you. Help us to turn our steps towards you every time we want to turn it towards one of those other things to get ourselves out of those feelings. Teach us what that means for each of us, how to come to you instead of to all of the other things. And I am so confident that when we do, you provide rest, real rest, not temporary rest, permanent rest. You provide refreshment with your living water. I just pray that we would experience that and hunger and thirst for that instead of all of the other things that are so much less than you. Teach us what it means to come and then give us that rest. We ask you for that. Amen. All right, two more. We're narrowing in on the end of it. Hebrews 11.1 says, Now faith is the reality of what is hoped for, the proof of what is not seen. This is what prompted that initial quote from Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. about faith is taking that first step even when you can't see where the staircase goes or can't see the full staircase. Father, grow us in faith. Teach us each the things that we need to do to take that next step. Teach us that that's all we need is that next step and your hand in ours. We don't need to see the full plan. You simply told Abraham to go, and he went. He didn't know exactly where he was going or how he was going to get there. He was just obedient, and I pray that you would grow our faith to be like that. We don't have to know the full picture. We don't have to know how it's going to work. We just take the step when you tell us to step. Help us to recognize when our faith is required, and to do the things that we need to do to respond to you in the small ways that grow our faith into a big one. The proof of what is not seen. Our faith, our response to you, is a light for others. Help us shine that light in dark corners this week in very practical ways. Grow us in faith, and I know that that means that when we ask to be grown in faith, it's not comfortable because those are, those are the steps that we have to take and not relying on ourselves and what we see. But I ask you that knowing that you will be there, knowing that you will provide, knowing that you are with us every step of the way. Grow us so that our faith gives glory to you. Amen. All right, last one. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away, and see, the new has come. So, I, for those of you who don't know, I have 
a book that is published. It's available on Amazon. It's available through my website um, called Who God Says You Are. And this is one of the verses that I use, I think, a couple of times. <laughs> There's one verse that I used for two different days. It's a devotional. It's a 12-week devotional about our identity in Christ and all of the things that God says about us that we need to believe as truth. That's that's what it is. So two days I used this verse, and I didn't realize it until I was into the same, deep into writing that second one. And I, I went ahead and left it in there because both were valid. But this idea of a new creation, new creation. I have a, I used to have years and years ago, a pad of paper that had an elephant. It had a little sketched um, drawing of an elephant with wings, not something that we will or have ever seen in this world. And that's what God means when he says new creation, new, something never seen before. You are not the same person that you were before you believed in him. If you are in Christ, you are a new creation, something not seen before. You aren't that person anymore. You are new. So let's pray through that. Father, we tend to see ourselves as the old person, what we were before that moment when you made us new. We are new people, but it takes time for our emotions, our view of ourselves, our perception of who we are to catch up with that new thing. We tell ourselves old stories about us, and I pray that you would get rid of those old stories. That talk in our minds that we tell ourselves about ourselves, if that is no longer true, Father, I pray that you would eliminate it. That we would we begin to speak it, that spirit, you tell us that's not true. That's a lie. That is no longer true about you. You are a new creation. Spirit, speak that into our hearts continually, that we might know and believe and act in ways that coincide and align with the new person that we are. If there are things that we have not left behind that were a part of that old person but we keep hanging on because it's comfortable or because it's habitual or because it's addictive or because any other reason, I pray that you would break that hold that that thing has on us. I pray that we would turn to you and see ourselves reflected in your eyes as new and would act on that knowledge, that we would be able to have our mind and our behavior and our beliefs aligned with the new creation that we are. Do whatever work it takes in us to make that happen so that we can live in the freedom that we have in Christ. Amen. All right, y'all, that is all for today. Uh, that That's a hot button for me. Um, I could tell as I was thinking and, and praying and speaking about it. So um, you are a new creation, the old has passed away and see the new has come. Help us to believe and act on that. All right. Thank you so much for joining me in prayer today. If you're watching on the broadcast, we will be back next um, next week, next Monday morning with a new topic. And I am going to tell you what it is and I will announce it on the Facebook page uh, shortly in the next, uh, if not today, then, then tomorrow. We will be digging into, for the next four weeks, the book of Esther. 
Esther is an amazing book. It is a story, uh, very different than other kinds of writing. It is a narrative story, like you would read a novel today or watch a movie. An amazing story of amazing characters. And uh, a couple of things about the book of Esther. I think that we understand the story poorly. I think that we are told the story as children and we only have this very narrow view of, of it. And it has amazing truths to teach us. So that is one thing. The second thing is it is the perfect perfect book to be reading right now as you look at the world and wonder where God is, um, because uh, this is a book about a time and a story that takes place when God seems absent, but absolutely is not. So get ready for that. That's where we start next week. Um, I also have a confession to make. I have taken on pretty much full-time work on top of two other jobs, one other job in a ministry that this stuff that I do. I'm having a harder time adjusting to that 40 plus hour work week on top of all of the other things I was doing. So the book that I had, the prayer journal that I had scheduled to be released so that you could walk through it with me in this process next month did not get finished. So I'm going to work on it as we go along and release it at the end so you can go back and do it again or someone new to it can come find it later. But unfortunately, that one did not get finished on time, but I am planning on releasing these monthly as soon as I get the, the process uh, worked out and rolling. So maybe by next month, I'm hoping by next month that that will happen. So Esther is coming up next week. If you're a podcast listener, thank you for joining us in that meeting medium. If you found it helpful, share it with a friend and invite them to listen as well. We are brought to you by Grace in the Gravel Road. And my heart is that it was, as we do this, we will grow in our knowledge and understanding of scripture. We will be able to use it as we pray in, in more and more mature ways. And, but most of all, and of course I want God to answer these prayers. But most of all, my request is that we would fall deeper and deeper in love with the God who gave us these words as we speak. Amen. Amen.